For the men's basketball team, they are beginning an important stretch to try and separate themselves from the middle of the pack in the ACC. And in football, the coaches rounded out arguably their deepest recruiting class to date. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. There's one health game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of February 8th, and this is the Hell to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. Warning, warning. Mark D'Antonio has resigned from Michigan State. I repeat, Mark D'Antonio has resigned from Michigan State. Should Pitt fans be concerned about this? Some say yes, some say no. I say, let's just talk it through. Be rational, Pam. Let's talk it through, and I think we already got our answer. Rational and pit fans in the same sentence? I don't know about that, Alan. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think this bunch handled this news pretty well, considering I think how outrageous it could have gotten. And I think A.D. Heather Like might have wrapped this thing up pretty quickly. By all accounts of earlier today, the press conference earlier today on signing day, this all happening at this moment, uh, I think we can be at ease a little bit, Vince. I know you are always going to lean towards fear, though. Well, I, I, I guess it's, you know, we've seen a lot of these coaching changes uh, affect uh, the Pitt Panthers. Uh, the last coaching change that we went to was a similar situation to this one. Uh, so I, we'll talk about it, but I feel pretty confident coach is going to stay here, but, uh, there's always that thought in the back of your mind. Yeah, I know we've all been burned by the late night social media post of the coach on an airplane, but I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be good. We're not going to see any of that, Pam. Hopefully not. No, <laughs> not at all. I, I think, I think we'll get into it, but I, I think Narduzzi's here to stay. All right, well, before we get into all of the hoopla surrounding Narduzzi and, of course, signing day part two and, of course, pit hoops, we do want to let you know that we are at H2P Show on Twitter and Instagram, and you can holler at us anytime you want on social media. That's what we're there for. We love interacting on social media with all the pitternet, and we will go through the pitternet a little bit later on in the program as well. You can even email us, hailtube, the number two, pitpodcast at gmail.com that's hail the number two pitpodcast at gmail.com or call in on our panther line the pit the hail to pit hail to pit podcast voicemail that we've set up i can't get the name right ever 412-407-3387 i do have the number down though 412-407-3387 Three three eight seven to call that and get on the show if you want. We'll play your voicemail on the air if you like. Just let us know you want to be on the show. 
We appreciate any feedback you give us there on social media or wherever else we are at. We know we're all over the internet. Reddit, Panther Lair, we love it all. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started with your own producer at a low, low rate today. That's prettyeasypodcasts.com. Let's get into the news, the big news of the day, of the week. Michigan State. Why are we talking about a Big Ten team? Well, because their head coach, Mark D'Antonio, resigned. Obviously, Pat Narduzzi came from his coaching tree. So a lot of Pitt fans turned their heads up north towards the East Lansing, Vince, and wondered, oh, no, is my coach going there? But it does not appear, even on the list of candidates, even if Narduzzi's on some of these lists, he doesn't appear to be the top guy people are talking about when it comes to the next head man in charge for Sparty. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because, you know, that he was there for quite some time and it would only seem logical that he would be the main successor. You got to imagine that if he had been uh, still an assistant coach at Michigan state, that he would be uh, certainly one of the top candidates to be promoted for, for that head coaching job. Uh, you know, immediately whenever this happened, uh, tons of panic is starting to set in and, you know, a lot of uh, uh Media groups out there, ESPN, uh, The Athletic, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, saying that uh, Narduzzi and Luke Fickle, who I believe is at the University of Cincinnati right now, uh, were the two top candidates. Now, I don't know if that's just speculation from those media groups or if they actually have leaks of some sort. Um, but in a, it would seem logical, at same the way uh, Paul Christ, who was an assistant uh, at Wisconsin for a long time and then came here and then went back to be their head coach. You know, that seems how the puzzle would be put together. But uh, so far, Coach and Heather Like have both uh, denied those types of allegations. And so I I hope that we could still feel okay about this. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, um, we'll get into what was said at the press conference today, um, obviously talking about the recruits, but Yahoo had an interesting article as well of the the top 10 candidates to replace him. And um, according to Yahoo, they had Narduzzi ranked number four. Um, they had Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle seems to be the run runaway. And I saw a headline today of an article saying like all or nothing for Michigan State with Luke Fickle. Um, they have Pat Shermer on here and Robert Sala. I've seen that name, the 49ers defensive coordinator, multiple times. Uh, they have him as well. I've seen that in multiple reports. He has a number of ties to Michigan State as well. So I think, I think Narduzzi is still a possibility, but I don't think he's Michigan State's head coach. And talking with Vince yesterday when this news broke, uh, Michigan State's undergone and we are not going to get into that tons of controversy um they have a whole new administration whole new uh everyone in charge there so yeah, the connections maybe narduzzi has aren't there anymore well, yeah that's true but i i agree with you but what i've read today which i felt was very interesting was that D'Antonio is staying an employee of the university. The only reason he's resigning is because they're going to be in deep water soon. Someone's blowing the whistle on some things they did with recruiting. 
You think that's what it is? I think that's why he's resigning. Yeah. Uh, so he's resigning, but he's what, still a day be... or a few hours after someone. Their is goose going is to cooked. Their goose is what? cooked. That's a that is a, a job dead in the water. I'm not. I'm not. And all those other candidates too. I don't think Narduzzi's gonna. Uh, it's gonna appeal to him. Well, yeah, like you said, the people that he knew there aren't really a part of it anymore, or, or they're all gonna be gone well, eventually. And the but, the program is gonna get slapped with some sort of uh, yeah. issue or, or suspension well, uh, or something. Penalty. That's that's true. But D'Antonio is still there. And Big he deal. May be advising the the athletic director and the president to go hire this guy. Uh, I, I think that's a, certainly a possibility. Now, whether they listen to his advice or not, you know, that's another story. Now, and I understand what you're talking about with you know sanctions and things of that nature. But when was the last time a a program was really harshly punished? Um, you so, never know with the NCAA. It, it could be a slap on the wrist, or it could be a lot. You uh, never know. You, with them. you that's true. You never know. But if I was to take a look at a situation. And I would, and I didn't know, you know, exactly what with went on, and I didn't know how the NCA was going to handle it. I would, my guess would always be that it would be more towards a slap on the wrist, more towards something that another uh, team that a team could with overcome is kind of what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be anything that serious most of the time, uh, so that's why I'd kind of lean with that, and. Another thing is that you got to think, uh, even if it is a maybe a, a difficult task in that situation, they would still probably be paying a, a good amount of money, probably more than what Pitt would be paying him, and maybe even more what another program would pay for a guy that, while he's had some success at Pitt, really not a whole lot to demand a top dollar on an open market. So. Yes, there are some drawbacks, but I think there's still some things that would be attractive to him, and I could see that would be one reason why he would leave. I'm not I, saying it's going to happen. I but just I could think see something like that. The reports are, are too too many about too many other candidates. There's way too many issues up at Michigan State that I think it would lure Narduzzi away because that whole thing is crumbling down from what he used to know. He has to be looking at it that way, I would imagine, and then. We get into what he said today, and this I, I take this coach at his word. I think he's an honest guy, and he said, it's my ultimate goal to be here at Pitt. That's where I want to be, here at Pitt. I came here to get a job done, and we're just going to continue to move forward. And I believe, Pam, he even said something about winning championships with the Pitt Panthers, which is hard to fathom, but I'm, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, he came out and he said that um, he said – the recruits that signed today, um, you know, he touched base with them. One of them, the kicking recruit, wanted to talk to him, and he actually FaceTimed him. He said he wanted him to see see it in his eyes, and he wants wanted to show him. I love you it. don't feel all that better about well, all this. Well, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what to make about what he said. Um, I, I guess I got to watch it back a few times. But or maybe I got to go look him in the eye and see what, see what he has to say. But it, why wouldn't he just say, I'm staying here, in addition to all the other stuff that he said? 
It was a very <laughs> rambly answer too. When he doesn't that he, bother you? A little it bit? does. It does. Or you, got, you need to watch it for body language, Vince. Uh, body it's... language tone. Well, I mean, this quote, uh, like, it's my ultimate goal to be here at Pitt, that was after a long, that was part of her long, rambly answer. I mean, I wish she just would have done the Mike Tomlin and said, I don't speak in hypotheticals. Next mm. question. Well, uh, Heather, Heather, like, uh, spoke with Narduzzi, apparently la- late last night or this morning, and this comes from Football Scoop, who also reported on, you know, some of the the due diligence that the Michigan state people are doing in terms of looking out and reaching out to coaches and hiring headhunters. So they also reported on Heather, like who told reporters as well, that she's touched base with Pat Narduzzi and talked about all this speculation and Narduzzi told Heather, like he wants to be at Pitt as well. And then we hear that quote from Narduzzi to the media. He even said, Heather, like the best athletic director in the country, I all I'm I'm not I'm not thinking this is like a Todd Graham situation or or one of those other kind of deals we see around college football. I know that that's the the business, Vince. So you always have to be wary. But I have to. I am ad- admittedly relaxed about this whole issue. I have really no worries. And if he left, I would be much more upset than I was when Paul Chris left because I understood that a little bit more. Pat Narduzzi going back to Michigan State is not the Michigan State he once knew. Yeah, well, and he says he well that's that's true. Uh, yeah, it may not be the same Michigan State, and he's uh, not he even a Michigan State like guy like Paul Chris was a Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin he's not. Guy. I know he's not. He's a Youngstown, Ohio guy. Yes. Yeah. It, it, if the he, Penguins he, came calling, I'd be worried. Yeah, he'll let you know that, and he you know he says he wants to be here, but there might be a lot of places he wants to be. Yeah, I, I just. I'm just not happy with the answer he he told me, and I guess I at the end of the day he doesn't need to tell me. Um, I'm not the one <laughs> he needs the answer to. He, he's got to tell all the players in that locker room. He's got to tell these uh, high school kids' parents. He's got to tell the coaches on the staff. He's got to tell Heather Like at the university. That's who it's most important to. Well, the, a good uh, way for is, him to do that actually would be to come on the show and tell us where you want to be. Coach, come on the show and announce it right here on the Hail to Pit podcast. What better place? I'm not sure what kind of answer we, we get on that. <laughs> and maybe the show's not even long enough for him to tell us this whole answer. Maybe he um, would sing it and say, this is where I want to be. I don't know. I, w- I, I, I think we're good. But I know you're you're reading it in between a lot of lo- lines here, Vince. I, I, I think Vince represents the pulse of a lot of Pitt fans. I think I think you got to because we we've seen this story before. I, I really think you got to do that. And now now this also could be a posturing maneuver by him uh, as some leverage negotiations for a bigger contract. Well, that's one of the articles I read today said that his buyout's actually pretty substantial. They said Michigan State can pay it, but he does have a pretty substantial buyout. The article didn't give exact figures, but. If you have a big well, booster, you know. It's... Well, the buyout may be very large, but his his right. salary compared to other coaches around the country, maybe not as much. Uh, I'm sure he's still be getting paid handsomely for, for the work he's doing. Um, and he may be trying to get this as leverage to get more money, which I could see happening. Um, so it's very hard to say. Uh, football Scoop, at Football Scoop on uh, Twitter, and they're all over coaching changes, these people. 
Um, I'm not saying all of it's true, but they're all over it. And what they tweeted out today was that uh, Michigan State's top choice has already said no. And and with the caveat that today is signing day, we are told that number two uh, target is inclined to stay where he is at as well. Now, does that mean that Narduzzi was one of those top two people? You know, we don't know. And, I would guess you know, maybe he was it was number somebody. Two. You'd think he, who was number one? Uh, I mean, obviously, Urban Coach, Meyer. Obviously, Coach O told him no. So. Uh, yeah, th- this is uh, this is going to be interesting to see because it's late in the game. Why would D'Antonio uh, – I don't know how D'Antonio could do this in February on signing day and still stick oh, this around. this is how he can do it. The, the, uh, this is this exactly w- how he can do it. He just got a huge bonus. What was it, $4.2 million for staying like last week or the week before, and then all this – crap is coming out that there was some illegal recruiting activity and that all just came out two days ago so the day after all that came out he's now resigning yeah. and I that's think, how he can and do I it i think he did a favor to the university yes he did take this big sum of money um but also by doing this you know right before signing day you know it's maybe a little less likely that you're gonna lose any recruits so, yes, you can still lose them after after signing day, but he's kind of helping the university out potentially a little bit more, you know, assuming he's confident in the kids that you're bringing in. I mean, maybe, you know, the well, whole- and he's taking the news away from the university and what's happening with this. I mean, even before this, he's been criticized for a lot. So good riddance to Antonio in my mind. Goodbye. I'm with you, Pam. That that's become a, a icky, kind of one of the yucky uh, programs in college football. Yep. That and just, unfortunately, just na- par for the course in the Big Ten East. Unfortunately, unfortunately, let's hope uh, Pat Narduzzi doesn't have a thought in his head about going there. Let us know what you think at H2P Show. Should should we be worried, or are you like me and relaxed and, and really don't not worrying about it at all? And also, how would you feel if Pat Narduzzi left? Vince, you didn't say how you'd feel if Narduzzi left. I I think this would, I mean, obviously, it all depends on who the replacement coach would be. And and I couldn't even fathom a guess at at this point. At Canada. Um, But (laughs) he's in town. He he is. Maybe he could do both jobs. Um, But I'll say this is that. You know, Narduzzi has been building and building this program for this particular upcoming year, this particular season, uh, with the defense that he has built, which is going to be by far and away, we expect Pitt's best defense, you know, maybe in the past, you know, three decades. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Um, Certainly, the most talented this decade. I don't think anybody w- would, uh, um, you know, question that. Probably oh, that... certainly since two thousand and nine, I would say, yeah, uh, uh, w- without a, without a shadow of a doubt, and probably even further back than that. And on offense, yes, there is some uncertainty, but he's got a lot of starters returning on the offensive line. He's got a three-year senior starter at quarterback. Uh, and he's got some other talented skill position players around them. I, I would say that there is no excuses for this offense 
to be that poor, uh, and certainly not as poor as it's been the past couple years. And he's got a, I would consider it a rather favorable schedule. Uh, and he's going to be having, you know, uh, and finally a non-conference uh, schedule that he could walk through most of it. And yes, he's, he's got one tough non-conference game and it's at home. And he's in the ACC Coastal Division, which isn't really that difficult. And you're playing against a crossover team in Florida State who's in all kinds of turmoil right now that you draw. You didn't draw the Florida State with Jameis Winston like you did the first year in the ACC. This, this Florida State team should be down considerably. So this is what you're building for. You would love to see what this guy can finally do with all, everything going in the right direction. What, what have we been paying for this entire time? And if you lost them in this kind of situation before you got that big payoff, it would be just very deflating. Now, if this is one year from now and this season coming up as a disaster, then I might have a different answer. But I think right now we got to see what this guy could do, and I feel like we're very close to it. I think you answer the question. This year is way too hype for Pat Narduzzi to leave. You have to see what happens. I mean, can you imagine when we're there on October 17th, Vince? It gets Notre Dame, right? That's going to be where it all comes together. Yeah, I mean that. I'll tell you right now that you know by the time if if all goes according to plan by that game, it's going to be put up or shut up right there. <laughs> uh, just you know, jam packed to the rafters. Everybody just hungry for that big win. You know that we at home that we haven't had in quite a while. A meaningful game, hopefully. I think that's the biggest key to that. It, you know, is the game meaningful, and then let's go get it done. All right. Well, we'll sit on our hands and just wait. You know, there's it's it's Pam. This is rough because there's not really like an official. When can the pit fans who are nervous relax? Like what? What's the time frame here? I don't think they will relax until they see the press conference at Michigan State of them announcing the new head coach. Not even reports will satisfy it. But, the person has to be at the podium. But then you know what if. What if here we you know, go? Here well, we no, go. what if Michigan State goes out and hires Jerry Glanville Allen and then the Tampa Bay Vipers are looking for a defensive coordinator and they call Pat Narduzzi? Are we going to be worried then? Oh, no, I think no. we're fu- Jerry Glanville is all XFL. I, I saw him in Houston. He's ready for that league. He's not going to the college game. We don't have to worry about that, Vince. We're good there. Thank goodness. Ease your worry, my worried mind and let's. Move on, because we have some crutes to talk about, although not a lot. Pat Narduzzi even said this is like, you know, the the left, not the leftovers, but what did he, how did he phrase it, Pam? I forget, but basically said this is part two. This isn't the big signing day anymore. And Pitt landed, you know, uh, a couple of guys, but most of the names were already brought in in December. But overall, I'm excited. Some four-star recruits in this class. Yeah, we we broke down the the whole class in a previous episode. Um, when was that? End of December. Yeah. Um, but they they I'd say they rounded out rounded out here rounded out the class with two additional guys. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. looking pretty good here, Vince. The, especially this Rashad battle looks super exciting and was coveted by a lot of different teams. Pitt ends up winning out on a six foot three Georgia defensive back. 
Yep, yeah, a lot of good talent coming out of the state of Georgia. Uh, four stars by Rival.com. He's considered one of the top 40 cornerbacks uh, in the entire country by Rivals.com. One of those long, lengthy cornerbacks that Coach Narduzzi likes. You know, you got to imagine that this guy could play either corner or safety given the proper coaching. Um, but, yeah, a four-star player. Uh, this guy had offers. I'll just read some of them here. Arkansas, Baylor, Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, Louisville, Maryland, Minnesota, Ole Miss, North Carolina State, Purdue, Rutgers, South Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West Virginia, uh, a, a host of other schools there. A, a, uh, a guy that a lot of teams wanted. And I'm happy that uh, Coach Narduzzi got him. And if you look at some of the defensive backs that Coach Narduzzi's been bringing through this system over the past several years, the guy that guys that he's recruited and he's developed, uh, especially some of the higher pedigree ones, uh, these are guys that are primed to go to the NFL, and you got to feel pretty good about it. Why didn't he sign earlier? Was he just making more of a decision, or what's I, the? I, I'm I'm not quite sure. You know, I mean, it, it's I haven't. Uh, this guy kind of came on the uh, the major radar kind of late in the game here, uh, at least uh, from from my vantage point with the Panthers. Um, but you know, I don't know if it's just that you know, he wanted to take his take his time, wait till after the season, then take a bunch of visits. Uh, it's not like he was short on options. Yeah, there were, it looks like there was a lot of places he could have gone. Um, I'm certainly happy that the Panthers landed. What about the kicker, Ben Sauls, that, that Narduzzi landed? Does he just kick it really far and inaccurate? Is he an accurate kicker? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for a guy who's accurate. I don't need that long ball anymore. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, Coach did talk about that, uh, Ben Sauls. Um, this guy, he in terms of accuracy this season uh, for his uh, high school, which is in Tip City, Ohio, uh, three for five on field goals from 49 yards or longer. Uh, I know that's not super accurate, but mm. you know from that distance, to me, that's pretty high good. School. Oh, for high school? What high school is yeah. kicking 50-yard field goals? That's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, uh, well, when you got a Ben Sauls, you, 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 you let you him do. kick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, kicking, from what I understand in high school, this guy kicks the ball out of the end zone very regularly. I think that's very important uh, to take the burden off of, you know, special teams where lots of things could go wrong. Uh, you know, this guy uh, was committed to Boston College and then left whenever uh, Steve Adazio All right. uh, was told to hit the bricks. And then he was committed. Committed to Iowa State and Matt Campbell, which is to me is pretty impressive. Uh, now he's here with the Panthers. Also had ar offers from Georgia Tech, Ark, and Arkansas. Um, it's not rare that you give a full scholarship right off the bat to a kicker, but I like it. And Coach kind of talked about this today: is that you know he's got one whole year while Alex Kessman uh, finishes out his senior season mm. to kind of get acclimated, and then the following year it will be game on. But if this guy shows that he's got what it takes. And Kessman, he has been up and down in his career. We know all about that. Ooh, he studied uh, the second half of the year yeah, a little bit more. But he, but he has been up and down. So this is just another good option. Uh, and I like the fact that they're, they're bringing in this kicker because kicking is in part, in, important part of the game. No Especially when Pat Narduzzi's your head coach, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
how how accurate is he in, from inside 10 yards? Yeah, yeah that's what he's looking for. Uh, this is a pretty exciting recruiting class top to bottom when you look at it. If you're up on rivals at all and you're looking at all those stars, especially uh, all these, these DB letters everywhere, I'm really excited for what Narduzzi did here. And, uh, you know, he said he might add some more in a, in a month or two as well, Vince. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he alluded to that. I don't know if he's talking about a high school player or maybe a graduate transfer, uh, somebody of that ilk. Usually when coach drops a hint like this, uh, th- there is an addition coming. So uh, I'll be interested to see what that is. Uh, you know, probably whenever that happens, though, there's going to be some attrition somewhere. Um, we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Uh, one thing t- uh, to also note, uh, we talked about this in our uh, recruiting episode we had at the end of December, a defensive tackle out of Florida, Timothy Brown. Uh, a lot of off the field issues with this kid. Um, ends up not signing with Pitt uh, because of those off the field issues. I hope he hope he gets his uh, life back back on track. I will say that, regardless of, of what school he's playing with. Yeah, that's um, a that's a bummer. Was he the he was the one who what he had armed robbery or something? Or a burglar kidnapping yeah, pretty, and yeah, kidnapping. All, all. Yeah, that was the it was a <laughs> I knew it was like a wild charge. That's pretty nuts for a high yeah. school kid. Yeah. yeah, hopefully he gets his stuff together. He won't be playing for the Panthers, but uh, yeah. you know, I thought Narduzzi did pretty decent on the defensive line anyway. I think Dayon Hayes makes up for any lack of defensive yeah. line recruits because and especially especially if baby. Yeah, as City League stand up. But especially if we can land uh, some of these big-time defensive linemen in next year's class, but specifically Elliot Donald, mm-hmm. uh, w- would be an excellent add. Um, and that would more than make up for that. I think everybody would agree there. Uh, if I had to say one thing that was a little disappointing about this class is we just did not get uh, enough offensive linemen for me. I would like to see more of those guys brought in, but maybe that's one of those additions the coach is talking about. Party on. Signing day. It's come. It's gone twice, and Narduzzi did all right. But now we must move on to the hardwood, Pam. Basketball gets a big victory over Miami on Super Bowl Sunday, and they actually out-rebounded a team in that game. Yeah, which has been something that They've been very up and down with, but not only did they out-rebound them, but they got 17 offensive rebounds, which is great. That's just easy points right there. Um, They're about to play Notre Dame as of this recording, so maybe they will win that, but they're they're in a good position right now in the ACC. The ACC, um, I saw something today, is maybe one of the worst it's been in recent years. Yeah, definitely, um, so, far. but that's really good for teams like Pitt who, <laughs> who are younger and, and, you know, trying to make a run here and they have a pretty good schedule down the stretch here. Yeah. Well, we talked about on last week's episode that they, they do have a, uh, you know, a favorable schedule because of how uh, the teams are down. They do play a Florida state team. Uh, that's ranked in the top 10 that they're going to, that they've already beaten. They have an opportunity to add another win against them. Uh, You know, it's certainly way too early to discuss any sort of bubble scenarios or anything like that. As far as, you know, making the NCAA tournament, they would need to win quite a few more games in order to get to to that port or make a decent run in the ACC tournament, but I'm not going to rule it out. You know I mean? We've seen this team play 
uh, a, a very close game with Louisville. You know, they hung with Duke for, and you know, made a, a big comeback in that game. Uh, and I think we saw, you know, with this a game against Miami, it wasn't the best performance, but down the stretch, you know, Xavier Johnson stepped up, stepped up and, and made some big baskets in the final minutes. It seems like they got a lot of good pieces. It's just a matter of putting it all, all together and being consistent. Well, and I wouldn't read into anything of the first Florida State game because that was that weird one that was like in November, correct? Yes, that was the first game of the season. Yeah. But they did win it. They won. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like I wouldn't – I just throw well, everything out for well, both both teams. Pitt's oh, better oh, sure. now. Yeah. And, but I'm, I'm talking about in terms of a resume. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alan, and you know all about resumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're – if uh, you know – you still got to give Pitt credit, uh, and the committee certainly got to give them credit for winning that game. No doubt about that. Oh, I absolutely think so. And I think you know, even though if you want to call it down year, I don't think they're the, the cachet the ACC has goes so far, even in a down year. That the what Pitt's doing right now, I think if they keep it up, and like we said last week, if they find some sort of consistency. So if if they beat Notre Dame tonight on the road, I mean. Goodness, they are really going to get start get the talk about that. Well, that bubble talk will be going about the Pitt Panthers. There's still a lot to, of road to hoe, but they are in position. They are in position. They, it's tough to find consistency though because it is so damn competitive in the ACC. They need to beat Notre Dame on the road. Yeah. I mean, when this episode's yeah. dropped, we'll know that. But they need to yeah. win this game. A, a, you know, road. You know, I don't care what the ACC's you know, status is this year, road victory and league play still carries a lot of weight, I, I will say. And, you know, a, a team like this, you know, this may not be one of those years where normally in the ACC, you could say, okay, if you were above 500 in league play and you had 20 total regular season wins, you're probably going to make the NCAA tournament. We may not be able to say that this year, but I think you got to at least get to that point to have a chance. And it, yeah, if they don't, uh, and if they don't get this victory tonight, you know that that's that's really going to hurt them. And that's why that that loss against Wake Forest, mm. that loss against Wake Forest, and that game they could have had and should have had against Louisville, those are two just crushing, crushing losses. Right? Yeah, now. this is going to be one of those separation games. Pitt has already separated themselves now from North Carolina. They've separated themselves from Miami this past week. And now they could do it to Notre Dame because these are the teams that are near the bottom of the ACC. But in the ACC, they're not far that far from Pitt. Pitt can distance themselves. Pitt can find that consistency with a, a back-to-back victories over those kinds of teams. And you know what? No one's going to expect them to to beat really, I'd say, any of – I mean, they have already beaten Florida State, but – with wins over any of the five teams ahead of them in the standings right now, uh, no one's going to expect the Panthers to do that. But if they stay where they are now throughout the rest of the season, in that spot, that, that five six spot, Pam, I like it. I like, I like where we'll be come March, and what we're talking about for Jeff Capel's team is a potential outside shot, maybe playing on True TV. <laughs> P- potentially a true tv game there we'll s- we'll see what happens though with that yep so yeah the notre dame game is tonight as of this live on tape recording of the hail to pit podcast and then after that it's a home game on saturday against georgia tech and uh yeah i mean pitt also i th- i would say should be able to handle that one as well um but 
you know, that's another team. That'll be the next step, I think, of teams you need to distance yourself from in the ACC. Uh, women, though, Pam, that's what I'm hyped for. Finally got the W. The streak ended at, what, 12, 13? What was the final tally on the losses there? Uh, it was it was too many, but they beat <laughs> Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, um, this was a game that I didn't think they could win because Wake Forest has been playing well, but, um, but it w- was still a winnable game, and they obviously won. Thing you like to see here with the women's team, yes, you want to get that, that monkey off your back, get that first not only um, win in a while, but the first ACC win. Deshaunette Harris was named the ACC Freshman of the Week, and this is the third time a Panther has been named ACC Freshman of the Week. Amber Brown won this award twice, and when you have – I like – for a young team like Pitt, who's building, um, has a lot of losses this year, you want to see your young players get recognized and you want to have those young building blocks. Um, Harris had 35 minutes, averaged 35 minutes a game, 15 points, seven rebounds, a number of assists as well last week. Um, and over the last four games, she's really picked up her game. After they beat Wake Forest, they lost to Florida State, which is where – um, Lance White came from uh, working with Sue Semerall there. Florida State's top 15 team, an excellent team. Uh, this Thursday, they played Georgia Tech. That's going to be a tough game. Now Fortner's got the Yellow Jackets really, really playing tough in their first year there. And then Sunday at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is just in a down year this year, rebuilding year. So when they played earlier this year, Pitt almost beat Notre Dame. And I think Sunday – even though it's on the road there at Notre Dame, I think that's a game that they could be competitive in. Yeah, I, I'm not – I mean, it's kind of putting the bar low, but I'm going to say, like, women's basketball season would be made for me if they beat Notre Dame. That would be great this weekend. Uh, the the win against Wake Forest, like you said, huge monkey off the back. But, I mean, you got a two-time freshman of the week now, and now you add Day Harris into the mix. Uh, you got to like the, the prospects for – the Pitt Panthers moving forward. That's the best part about this season. If you're trying to find a silver lining is that the young players, Pam are producing. Yeah, absolutely. And you just want to continue to see them building. Um, Day Harris, her emergence the past two weeks has been excellent for them to continue to build upon um, and have some cornerstones for the next few years here. So Pitt Panthers take on Georgia tech. And then Notre Dame in that game, that's on Sunday. And that is hoops. We're going to finish things off here by hearing from what you're all saying. First, in the digital world, um, from Panther Lair to Twitter and Reddit, everybody was talking in the last 24 hours about Michigan State and Pat Narduzzi. So I'm sure, Vince, when we hit the pitternet here, that's probably what you guys picked apart is what I'm guessing here when I pull this up. Yeah, that's the, that's the hot topic right now. All right, let's do it. It's time to go around the pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. Jakey John on Panther Lair says, not saying it will happen, but what I see as a much more likely scenario is that the next guy fails and Michigan State fans will start pining for does because 2020's defense is so badass. I mean, that that last part of that sentence is 100% true, Pam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I, I like this comment. <laughs> this because that means one. then we had a good year this year. <laughs> yeah, but then that means that, you know, in, I don't know, whenever the next guy's going to fail, three years or so, then we have to... Yeah, but if yeah. we have a good three years and make a run, like, it's going to happen. It's... Well, At least have... if we could get some success before he leaves. Magic Johnson has all that money. You know, he could throw it at Pat Narduzzi. That's what I'm scared of Scared of if that happens. But, you know, the defense no. is too good for D Narduzzi to leave. Come on. He's he's putting it all into the Dodgers. They just got Betts and Price. They got some big contracts, and Betts is, might get four hundred million. So that's where Magic's money's got to go. There, there's Pam's tote. She always wedges in that baseball talk, Vince. She's good at that. I mean, I love in baseball nowadays, as long as you can afford a good trash can, <laughs> then you could probably compete with anybody. This one comes from Panther two one four one. Real quick, what if? Boy. What if baseball just turns into like basically a street performance with like you know guys <laughs> just banging on trash cans back and forth against each other? Come here, which where, where do you where did you think the card is? Tell me which card which card's your card? All right, here we go. Where's where's the ball underneath these solo cups? Uh, Panther two one four one says if he goes, he goes. Come on, Drago, I don't want to hear that. Pit Zit says. Uh, 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 no, wait. Yeah, this this was in response to uh okay. Uh, th there was Steeler a comment 72. that said okay. Yeah, this was a, a comment that it somebody made said stop Narduzzi isn't going anywhere and then pits it uh, on Panther Lair uh, probably appropriately responded saying I've heard that before. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and that that kind of sums up this whole situation right now. It exactly heard that before, and that's that's the the people like Vince. Who are cautious? I'm more with Pit Zit, but yeah, let us know where you fall on that side of the fence. You're all talking on the pitternet. Hit us up there at H2P Show on Twitter. Now, Vince, last part of the show. Let's go around town in the city of Pittsburgh, where I mean they'll speak even more frankly than they do online with a lot more colorful, colorful language. Usually, are you ready to go and see what they're saying around town? Yeah, there, there's just a lot of brutal honesty out there. Here we go. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You hear Narduzzi's going back to Michigan State. No, he ain't. He ain't going back there. You know, he he's taking that job down Kentucky. What are you talking about, Kentucky? If anything, he's going out to coach at Stanford. And no, he ain't. Yes, he is. He sold his house and everything. I know Tommy down there. He lives all the way out there in Bethel Park. Knows a real estate guy, and he has all the info on that. Narduzzi selling his house. If he, he's selling his house, you know, he's gonna go. He's gonna probably go down to Latrobe, and he's gonna fly out probably New Mexico. He's gonna coach New Mexico State if anything like that's happened. Elder Pit. So that's what the Insers are saying. Just tons of, of horrible speculation that I, I hope none of it's true. And I hopefully next week's show, we could talk about how Narduzzi is going to be here for years to come, coaching one of the best defenses in the, in the past 50 years. Hey, get it right. It's a badass defense, according to Jakey John. That's how I'm referring to it from, from here on out, Pam. That's right. Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt.
Yes, sir. We will be back next week talking more Pitt Panthers with you. Hopefully Michigan State hires a coach so we can forget all that and focus a whole lot on hoops and looking more at what these recruits are going to do. Pretty nice class. Let us know what you think again at H2P Show on Twitter or call call that Panther line at 412-407-3387. Hail to Pitt, everybody. We'll see you next week.